Shire Fit Podcast. Let's go. We're rolling. Oh, sweet. <laughs> I actually thought you were joking. No, I'm serious. I'm going to put out a wrap. Yeah, put the wrap here. Somewhere. So, Shire Fitters, another podcast. Are you going to release the cheating one and the business one at the same time? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Maybe so, they're probably 24 hours in between each other. 24 hours. Yeah. But if, they're sub- if they're subscribing... Then they'll get a notification. They'll get a notification. So, so make sure you subscribe, people. Definitely. So today's podcast is all about the bidness with a D. Bidness. Okay. All I'm about not, the bidness. I'm not that cool. Okay, you said business then. <laughs> uh, Jack's going to talk about the pathway to the start of Shifit. He's going to talk about some of the challenges that he faced as a business owner. Um, how the business is going to grow in the free future and some of the problems that he's coming across now and basically his whole mindset as to like where Shafit's going to go in the future and how he's going to tackle these problems. So, Jack, a perfect introduction. Let's start with the start period of Shafit, Wellingborough, and yeah. how you got that off the ground. Okay, well, yeah, yeah. So, uh, initially, so I was really enjoying doing CrossFit and I thought, oh, yeah, this is awesome. Um do it myself. I started coaching some people in the military, but it wasn't really my job. wasn't like to do any kind of physical training in the military, but I started coaching some people and competing with it, um, and really enjoyed it. And at the time, I wasn't quite enjoying what I was doing, and I thought, you know what, I would love to see opportunity. I've seen other people opening CrossFit gyms all around, and I was thinking, yeah, you know, this is going to be. Uh, this is what I want to do. I'm passionate about it. I think back then I was passionate about it because I just enjoyed. CrossFit and fitness, so I um so yeah so I handed my notice in. Um, I remember say I saying to my parents I was gonna hand my notice in, and they they thought I was absolutely crazy because had a good opportunity in the old workplace. But yeah, I handed my notice in, and I had to work a year's notice. So during that year was then the planning stage. So like the the like I tell you like planning everything and just going along it, and like we were sort of discussing earlier realizing that the first challenging bit to starting the business is actually just committing to do it and just go for it and just jump in. So for me, I think the first thing I started to do was just plan all the numbers, see what I was going to need. And I was quite lucky because I'd been on uh, two tours previously, so I'd saved some money from that, which I could start to use. I was lucky to have some people want to put some money in to help me out and loan, loan me money so I could um, start the business off initially. But uh, what the hardest thing for me to begin with was actually thinking about a name, like uh, coming up with a name that I wanted to use. So we had to apply to CrossFit for names, and I had I like I had a whiteboard in my room with literally so many different things. I just couldn't come up with a name for ages. So I thought I had um, Athlab CrossFit was like, right, that's a wicked name. In hindsight, now I'm glad we didn't do that because it sounds like a drugs den. There's number one, and then like number two, um, it sounds like quite competitive, or like does that make sense? Because like athletic yeah, laboratory, yeah, that was yeah. the room. So yeah, um, luckily we couldn't affiliate like that, and we ended up going with CrossFit East North Ants. Um, then we got to the end of the year point, and I was like, right, we'd found a property, and actually found it in Kettering. So anyone that's in the podcast that comes to the gym now, you'll know we actually was in Kettering initially. It was my first location. Uh, it was a little thousand square foot unit, um, and that's where I think I got my first welcome to not only just the the, the civ- civilian world, also the business world. Uh, we'd put the change of use in, which for anyone that does any kind of like work with the councils and change of use knows it's ridiculously difficult to organise and sort out. 
and we're waiting for that to come through. I'd left and had it ready, I was waiting. Uh, and then literally like two or three weeks before the deal was supposed to be closed and we'd be moving in, the landlord pulled out of the deal. And then that was my first welcome into it. And I was like, wow, okay, we're back to square one. I felt like it's a bit stuck in the mud. So then um, I had this bit of money and I had the plan in. I found location number two, which was literally just round the corner of where our, our founding location at Wellingborough was. That was quite big, about the same size that we got now. So it's about 3,000 square foot. It was an old unit, which needed quite a lot of work done. I was like, awesome, good space. I can do a lot here. So got it all sort of um, going. I actually got the change of use on the building. I remember going to like, the council meeting and sitting there in front of all of them and then discussing it like, so nervous because I thought this is this is make or break. Got the change of use, got in the car on the way home, rang the estate agent to say, awesome news, change of use come through, when can we sign the documents? And he went, landlord's pulled out again. And I was like, this cannot be happening. And this so this was probably like six months after, or five or six months after, um, after I'd left. Uh, and at that point there, that's where I had to um, get, a, get a normal job in a warehouse, which I think was a awesome motivator for me to want to carry on and try and hunt to get the next unit but you're going through this process now that yeah well, yeah when I come out of the army I spoke to Jack about this and he's and setting up the location that I'm looking to set up in uh, West Yorkshire and Jack said to me this next period is going to be the, one of the hardest parts of the business and I massively underestimated it and I almost was thought, almost thought like, yeah, yeah, whatever, Jack, no worries. And now I'm in the middle of the fight. I've had one landlord pull out um, once the cha uh, change of use application was put in, and I'm getting battered away left, right, and centre by different landlords who are not interested in in uh, taking one on board for shy yeah. fit. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the middle of that fight now and I'm experiencing <laughs> the same frustrations that Jack just talked about. I know, I know every single estate, commercial estate agent and they definitely all hate me because I used to contact them every day on the phone or email and it got to the point at one point where they were ignoring me so, um, so I had to ring them on different numbers said answer. So yeah, so from there, the next thing uh, I started to do was look at these next units and this is where we found Wellingborough um, and it's actually owned by the local council and I'll tell you what they were amazing um, they took it off the market for me we got the change of use in it went through and I remember it went through I ran the council they're like sweet the keys are here for you to collect and I remember like and I remember where I was I know what road I was on I was like wow this is it we're off uh, and from there it was literally went straight in there and uh, we were, that was like late evening that I collected the keys and went in and then from there it was like two weeks of just go um, getting the gym set up uh, painting putting the flooring down um, I was lucky to have like Tim come down and help me one of our members uh, help me build a load of bit that I had no chance or understand of doing it and um, we had a plumber come in and fit the shower uh, my dad come in and did done lots of little bits with us so yeah it was awesome for us to do that I was working crazy hours like for the first probably uh, like week or week and a half getting it all set up so just mental flooring down painting the walls getting everything ready to rock and roll in that meantime I remember that I needed to post one post on social media and say hey we're opening uh, this is going to be opening day and we did an opening day on a Sunday remember we got up early and uh, me and my mum went in and went into, we were sat in reception waiting and I remember saying to my mum, I was like, oh, we had like, all these cups ready to make tea and things for people when they come in. I was like, I hope people turn up today. As in, like, I just didn't 
I just did not know if anyone was going to walk through that door. Uh, yeah, and basically people just trickled in. I think maybe we had like 30 people come in and have a look. Uh, so yeah, they all come in and next morning, that was it. We were like, I remember I went to bed thinking, right, my alarm goes off and then we're starting. Uh, and we took, my took. Yeah, we were running four classes a day. And yeah, I think we, I think what, for the first few months we were probably averaging around 19, 20 people in a day. Um, just ticking along, get, getting those people through the door. And I'm really like pleased to say that those members that are walking through the door, actually most of them are still here now as well, all the way along that time period. Uh, what was the biggest thing I probably learned from there? I learned that sometimes it's good just to jump in and do it. Because if you looked at my previous experience of running a business, it was zero. If you looked at my knowledge of running a business, it was also zero. But I think you had to just jump in and just go for it and try and see, and probably just learn as you go along. And that's exactly what we did to begin with. Um, I love, and I still do now, coach on the gym floor. And well, back then, I wasn't interested in running a business. I just wanted to coach and coach, coach, coach. So my first transition period through that was actually starting to do some of the business stuff. Um, and if we, you can rewind back through social media and stuff like that, and you'll see like we didn't post anything. We didn't do anything like any kind of business work. I was lucky to keep up with some of the accounts and things like that. Uh, and all we were doing was just coaching on the gym floor. For me, I suppose, and this is probably the process you're going through now, there was suddenly a click time where I was like, oh, okay, we now need to sort of start to run the business. And that was where I was like, we've got to take two pathways of this. I, I had that moment when I had members coming in and I was opening this gym because I enjoyed CrossFit and all of a sudden I realised there was a much bigger reason to doing it. And I was actually seeing members come in and starting to really improve and buzz off it and get something from it. And I was like, wow, this is so much bigger than just me doing, like, enjoying CrossFit. And that's where I realised we needed to continue to do it. Yeah, that that kind of leads us quite nicely into uh, a question from that we got from Instagram for this podcast from at Mish0205. Mish, shout out. She asked, what do you think has been your biggest improvement in terms of opening Welly to opening Corby? Okay, yeah, so well, I think... Yeah, I think one well, of the big two differences really was we had some kind of infrastructure and system set up where we didn't have that with Wellingborough. So we had the booking system with Wellingborough, but everything else wasn't set there. Um, so nowadays, like, we've got all our social media. We're lucky to have Corny and the team running all that stuff. Um, we've got, like, we know, and I've learned from the experiences beforehand of how we want to run things and how to professionalise them, make them smoother and, and basically try and make the best experience possible for the members. And we are constantly, that's all I spend my time thinking about is how can we be better? Um, the other big thing was like brand awareness because genuinely, and we'll talk about this and we went through the rebrand stage, but I had no idea what I was doing when we opened Wellingborough, like no idea. I just hoped someone walked through the door. Um, and no one really knew. And we still have it sometimes now, but most people do. But when we first started, people like for the first few months were like, we didn't know you were here. And um, whereas what we had with opening Corby was we had a brand, we had all the systems in place. So I'd probably say that was my biggest learn and that's learn experience. And that's definitely what we took into going into Corby. Um, understanding like kit and equipment, what we needed, what we didn't need, how to manage all the space. All those things, and I've definitely actually learned from opening Corby what I'd do location number three, four, five as we start to continue to progress. Yeah, so 
what went if we go back now to Ellenborough? Yeah. Uh, what do you think was the sort of big key decision that then gave you the ability to sort of really take off and drive the members up and get people yeah. through the door and start affecting more and more lives in terms of benefiting people in terms of fitness and health? Yeah, I think it was time. So like I I was at the point where I was training obviously quite a bit, coaching all of the classes day in, day out, um, and trying to manage everything that was going on. And it just it got to the point where I was like, actually, we need to do something different now. The scariest thing, probably a lot of business owners tell you, the scariest thing is suddenly bringing someone into the business. And I was like, I think it's that time. And hindsight, I did it way too late. I should have done it as quick as possible when I knew we could have risked it with the money. But we were close. Like, I won't lie, like when we brought in Edin to the team, it was super, super close. The, the, the funds were super close. It was a bit of a risk for us, but... 100% it was the start of us being able to actually really take things forward and start to grow. Uh, what it enabled us to do or enabled me to do was gives me, it gave me an opportunity to take a step back from the business and look at it and go, where can we be better? Because I was spending my, my, all my time head down, coaching, spending my time doing that stuff, whereas actually I was able to take a step back, look at things and go, right, this is where we need to start actually working on the business and building it so for the long term because I want to be able to do this and uh, continue to grow and train and coach and have shy of it continue in the long term because I can see the differences it's able to make to people's lives and it gives you that thing that you enjoy doing it and for me you know and seeing people improve and just seeing people come in and enjoy the experience it means a whole world to me so I knew that I had to try and build these build business systems, sorry, and I needed to try and have everything in place. So we were what we were called solid. So we had that solid foundation base of the business. So we brought in Coach Ed. Um, Ed came in and obviously then I learned the process of actually we had to train someone to come in and do the job. Um, me, I looked at it as I can go outside and hire and I definitely put people out and uh, and or put adverts out to people, try to see if people were interested in a job. And we had people that were already CrossFit coaches deliver uh, or delivering CrossFit classes come in and contact and they came in for interviews and things. And what I realised really quickly was actually um, what we do is so different to any normal kind of gym and the way we deliver the information and the way I tried to emulate what we do in others wasn't the same as what other places were doing. So I thought, well, how do we actually get someone that hasn't got this prerequisite sort of way of coaching, way of doing things? And I realized actually like, we need to find good people and bring them in. So we found Coach Ed, he went through the training, we got him in and got him coaching, and enabled me to take the step back uh, and start to do stuff, whether it be like, uh, improve the website because we had a super basic website make it better uh, we started to uh, systemize some bits of how we try to deal with newer members to help them and help their process get better of coming into the gym into a real you know like a, a tough environment to come into and a very nerve-wracking for new people to come into that uh, sort of environment how we run our sort of shop systems and how we do everything it was just those small little steps and if I was going to probably give one piece of advice to anyone that's looking to run a business like don't even think about the bigger goal. Like for me, it was just taking every little step. And is that what we're doing now? Is just continuing to add little bits every single day, make differences, really hunt and try and change and make things improve. Because by worrying about that short time stuff, the short term things, sorry, like the long term will come. 
Um, obviously, you have that long, we have that long-term goal, which we'll talk about later on or in, in 10 minutes' time. But um, So for me, Red coming in, it was a huge step. What did I find the hardest? I 100% found the hardest thing is Ed started. Uh, and I thought, wow, like I'm now responsible for someone in terms of their wage in terms of their lifestyle in terms of what they're getting from the work from from work and uh it for me it felt like a, a lot of responsibility and something i never had to deal with before in the past um but it was definitely a good responsibility uh and it made me really realize that we need to make sure this works and this is this gives these guys a career these people a career that they can hopefully progress and enjoy and want to do in the future um, so yeah, we brought them in and that enabled us to do that, offer more classes, bring all those different things in and it just actually just had to pick up and uh, and yeah, slowly and surely it picked up and I think before we brought Ed in, I was at say, I think I'd built it up to around 90 members on my own um, and then yeah, then we, we grew quite quickly up to 120 and then when we see 120, it was like actually, you know, and that was over like two, three months that suddenly like more people because the classes were coming available, they could get memberships and train more. That we could bring Coach Ash in who came in just shortly after that and then it was just like a, 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 a sort of a steam train rolling forward of us starting to do all these different things and implement different ideas. Um, and we were so lucky. We had such a good member base and they're all following what we want to do and uh, and listening and giving advice. And we were just uh, moving forward with that. And that's exactly what we did. For me, it was all about us taking a step back, uh, overlooking the business and thinking, right, how can we improve? And just when I saw something we thought we could improve, jump in and do it. Whether it be, I saw the website could be better. We changed it. We had to start using social media. We started using social media. Did we do it perfectly to begin with? Probably not. Do we perfectly do everything perfect now? Definitely not. But we're in there and we're trying to do things and we're learning as we go along with them. Um, so Wellingborough picked up really, really quick. Um, and it got to a point where class was filling up. So I need to bring more another coach in and try and offer more. We we started to add in different ideas. It'd be, we brought CrossFit kids and CrossFit teens classes in. For me personally, that was huge. Um, it was a huge physical challenge for me because I never coached that age group before done little sessions before in terms of like sport, rugby and things, but I've never systematically week in, week out coach groups like that. So it was a massive learning experience and nerve wracking, but I love that. And it was a great challenge to, to be able to coach first time kids and teens and have them in for our classes. But what was more satisfying was seeing their buzz off it and seeing, uh, seeing them improve, like actually seeing them physically get better and enjoy what they were doing, and like especially the CrossFit teens, like we've got teens now, and I can say their names. We've got like Holly, got my brother Max, and we've got a few others that train with us. And like I remember, especially like Holly when she first came in, did not want to be there, did not enjoy it. Whereas now she is like a central part of not just that teens class, but actually like the whole community. And um, yeah, so for me that was a huge buzz. But we just implemented all those stuff and I was really lucky. I realised straight away that it's not, it, I can't do everything and it can't be about me as well. It's got to be about the team. And uh, my aim from there was to get the team being the front runners, the guys at the front seeing the things. And I'll do a lot of the grind work at the back. Um, and they've been awesome. They've all stepped up. They um, they work really hard. They, they put a lot of effort into the classes. And that's exactly what what we wanted. And yeah, and they've been awesome ever since. So for me there we did that step back they enabled us to get the growth and then from there it was just see it just taking the small little steps and we saw the membership grow up until Wellingborough got to a point where it hit its sort of capacity one thing that happened during that time was I hit a point in my head where I was like 
actually, uh, we, if I want to grow this, which was my aim, my aim wanted to grow because we got to a point where we picked up and grew and got so, so busy quick that I thought we need to be able to ride this storm and we need to be able to offer this to more people. Like what I saw we were doing was like, we were making a difference. People are enjoying it. Like I'm giving people the opportunity to coach this and give them a job and a full-time employed job to do something they love doing. I was like, we need to do this more. And we had two steps really. So we could have made CrossFit East North Dance bigger, but I've seen it done before. And a lot of the time it doesn't work. Making a location bigger doesn't always offer the best uh, sort of opportunity to coach more people um, so my thought pattern was actually we can try and emulate what we did at Wellenbury and multiple places all over the place where everyone wanted to go and hopefully have all the systems in place where we could just show what we do at CrossFit North Dance in so many different locations but what I did know was we needed a brand and we didn't have a brand at all and I did a lot of research on it and read about it and one of the questions in a bit uh, was what kind of research and reading I do and I'll answer that a bit more in depth, but I was reading and more so not rather than just reading books, I was actually watching other businesses and seeing what they were doing and trying to learn off them. Um, so yeah, so for me, uh, I was all about trying to create a brand and understand what I want to do with us and where I wanted to take it. Probably uh, after employing people, the second scariest thing was then going, okay, we need to change the name. And we changed from CrossFit East North Dance to Shire Fit. And as you see now, obviously we've got the podcast, we've got our social page all set up as Shire Fit. One of my reasonings, so there's a few reasons for doing the rebrand. The first was obviously the opportunity to grow. Like CrossFit East North Dance was not a brand name that people remember. It was a locational name. Whereas a name like Shire Fit enabled me to be able to put what we do out and offer it to other people. Um, the other thing was obviously with the, with the name CrossFit, we were being bracketed under what all the other CrossFit gyms were doing. And we were doing things slightly different. We were doing things our way. And I didn't want people to think that we were the same. So yeah, so I decided, right, change it we're going to add and add this brand in we're going to keep all the same color scheme we're going to keep the bull and for anyone who doesn't know why we have the bull um so when i was originally making the logo for crossfit east north dance i wanted like a badge like we we're going to have um that we could have on t-shirts and things and the northamptonshire crest is the bull and the stag so i actually originally wanted but the bull and the stag and i think i've still got the old imagery of ideas and things but yeah i wanted the bull and the stag so that was my thought pattern right we need to get that so um so yeah, so it just looked too messy. So I was like, we're going to go with the bull. So we went with the bull um, and started to create the logo and found that logo. But I wanted to keep that. And that's why it's in the Shire Fit logo. We kept the bull there, um, mainly to represent our roots and where we come from. And that's what I wanted to do. So we, so we knew what the logo was all about beforehand. Uh, so yes, yeah, so we would change the Shire Fit. Why was it nervous? I was mainly nervous because I thought the members were going to be like, what the hell are you doing? Uh, and if I'm honest, they're wicked. Like everyone was like, yeah, they they've always followed our ideas and uh, and been behind us. And I think we're pretty lucky like that. Like everyone's always there for the best. And um, uh, and I think probably more so. Maybe it's because they know that I'm or we're doing it as a team for them as well. Everything we do is in thought of them, for of our members and what we're trying to do there because they're our base. They're what they're what enable us to do what we're doing, and they enable us to help other people. So. Yeah, that's I think why. And we changed the branding really quick. I did a brand new website with it, changed the social pages, created some videos to show it off and try and say why. And yeah, and it, and it grew like that. So we, 
we did the rebrand, which was the first step for me being able to grow the business. And after that, it was like, right, next stage, uh, what are we going to do? And I decided I wanted to try and replicate what we had in another location. Uh, what was the difference? Well, the, hard, the hardest thing for me was definitely not being able to um, spend all my time on that one thing because we had other things going on, whether it be running the gym, all the staff. It wasn't going to just be me doing something. And also, it was a massive risk. Like, once again, we're going into the unknown. Like uh, And, you know, people that run business before, they can tell you can create forecasts, you can run the demographics, you can create all these models that you think are going to work, but you will not know until you open those doors and start running that business if it's going to work. So uh, we did all, I did all the forecasting and it looked like it could work. Um, and yeah, we went through the process again, as we talked earlier about finding locations and the struggle you go through. This one was a struggle getting where, and we're sat in the second location, Shirefit Corby. Uh, it was a big struggle, like getting the change of use. The landlord and was really, really good with us. The building was perfect. The location was good. Um, to get the change of use was really difficult. I didn't think it was going to work. But luckily, uh, after a few months of, uh, of a bit of hard work and struggle and highs and lows, we managed to get through it. And we got the change of use. And well, from there, it was like, let's get it open quick. Um, mistakes that I made during that time... Uh, well, I think it wasn't maybe a mistake, but definitely like it was a stressful period because of finances and things were close and trying to make sure that we uh, we could survive both and run both well. And so behind the scenes for me, it was relatively stressful, um, not stressful in the sense of just, oh, my God, and going crazy. It was more so like this is going to be tight and we need to work hard to make it make it work. And everyone had to work really hard as a team to to sort of go through that and I had to I had to take the hit and just make sure that we were going to get through it. But luckily we opened um, Shirefit Corby. In terms of location differences, I made some small changes like just from learning what we're doing and hopefully at Wellington we're going to implement them. If maybe you know in a few years time or in a year's time we move location Wellington somewhere nearby that's bigger or slightly bigger or newer. Um, or we look at just re redoing the whole building and making it uh, making it different. But uh, using some different flooring, using the pallet wood in the gym as well so it could emulate what we've done in reception. That's something I've actually missed. Opening the shop in Shirefit is what enabled me to hire more staff. And people say, think that sounds crazy, but what with us, with the memberships and things like that, they were, pay they were paying the bills. That, that is it. What enabled me to bring more staff full time in was that shop. We built that shop and we had the partnership with the Rosetree and they've been wicked with us, helping us loads. And we brought in some of the other partnership stuff like the knockos and all that kind of stuff. That enabled us, the small little bit of profit we get from that enabled me to like hire more staff and bring them in. Um, and that was a big learning experience for me was actually, oh, wicked, right. If we put this in, I only put it in just to offer things for the members, but enabled me to bring other staff members in and do what we do more and more. So, um, yeah, if anyone that's looking for ideas of, uh, of turnover and things like that, that's huge. That was huge for us. And it still is now. We continue to try and grow it. So, um, especially our newer site. Um, because it enables us a bit of financial security to be able to bring more people in and pay more wages and all the all the the fun stuff, as they say. So, yeah, Corby, we uh, we opened Corby up and we're where we are now. Really, um, I've definitely been through so many learn experiences over the last three years, and probably more so over the last five months since Corby's been open. Of how we run two locations, um, we've been lucky. 
in the sense of we had a lot of systems in place with the booking system. We had like our social media ideas. I, I knew that we wanted to keep one page and keep it nice and simple. Um, I had like a staff internet page that enabled them to follow protocols and systems. So we had everything in place. Mainly the, the thing that I definitely found difficult was not being there day in, day out at one place and having to dot between the two, not seeing people for so long. And I think a lot of the members definitely made comments about that. And I think it's probably changed a little bit more now because they, they view all the staff as shy of it and not just me. But um, yeah, that was really difficult for me uh, and not be able to see everything happening at all times and putting trust in the team and all the uh, all, all the members as well and joining them with the community. And yeah, and then giving other people the opportunity to do some of the little things that I would normally do. And that's what we're going through the phase now. This is what we're learning now is how can we as a team, how can the leaders in the team start to implement everything we do uh, at each location without me being there? Um, and that's definitely what we're doing now. We're, we're going through that learning process. That was probably the issue that we had was um, making sure little things like the programming was being delivered really well at both locations and exactly how I wanted it to be delivered. Uh, we realised there was a few small little like in, like really small bits that were starting to come the creep in that weren't happening so we brought in staff videos so every single day all the staff have a like a seven to ten minute video explaining the programming for that day and what the movements are what the aims are for the coaches to deliver and how they should be coaching it so we started to put that in all these little ideas that we again we learn something we realize we're doing it wrong and we implement straight away and we try and just do something yes it might not be the best way of doing it but we implement try um great little quote for any people in the business is like move fast and break things which is a facebook quote but don't be afraid to step in there and try something if it doesn't work, switch it straight away. And we've done that, you know, we've done timetable changes, we've reacted to it, if it didn't work, we've changed it back. Um, so yeah, we've definitely learned from that experience if we wanted to make sure that everything was delivered the same, the coaches do the things the same, the gyms run the same. So if you walk into a Shifit location where it is, the whole experience, the family culture, the, the, the community, the way we deliver the class, the fun, how fun it is, how hard it is, what you get from it, all of that is the same. And probably the biggest thing now is making sure that's do it, that we're doing that and the whole team are working well together to replicate that. Um, and I'm actually like, you know, and I'm always open to suggestions, ideas, but on more of a personal note, if there's members that are training with us now and they've got thoughts, if they think we're not doing something right, if they think we're doing something really well, if they think there's something we should do more of, I would really, really appreciate if you would contact me and, and let me know and just ha just know that I'm always, always open to criticism, positivity, whatever, because it's all a learning experience for me and also for ShireFit. So if you do have anything, you can email us and it's at team at shire.fit is the email. Feel free to email us or email us any questions or learn experience if you've got your own CrossFit gym. I've been speaking to a lot of CrossFit gym owners recently that are going through the pro different processes of opening up or they've been open for a while and trying to help them. So the, the biggest uh, the biggest challenge for us now as a as Shire Fit is continuing to 
have the awesome product, the coaching, the community, when it's already sent up a bigger, a bigger scale, or we have to put trust in all the team members. And that's what we've got now. The team are now are stepping up and starting to do all those things, make sure the programming and the coat, this class are taken well, the coaching's there, the atmosphere's there, making sure we're still doing socials. So we're, I'm probably going through the process, systemizing a lot of that so they can start to follow those those different protocols and make sure we're nailing everything we've got Courtney in running all of our social media now and you know that's getting more serious where he's now spending a lot more time doing that and a lot of the social media stuff is not actually what I would say is marketing it's storytelling and all we're using social media for really is to tell stories of things that are happening in the gym whether it be members doing PBs shout outs to to what the what's sort of happening inside the gym um, and a lot of our social media is not to bring people in but it's actually to to highlight what you are doing as a member and how well you're getting on and the things that we're implementing to try and make your experience better. Um, Craig, at Craig Roller uh, has asked, what's the possible locations for the next gym? What's the plans of expanding coaching and business in the future? So um, it's a good question. So I think uh, they say don't run before you can walk and definitely for us now, I'm now in a position where I want to make sure that everything is in place for us to be able to scale relatively fast or quick. So I want to make sure the staff training, the coaching, everything I've just said is on it. There is no mistakes whatsoever. Um, I have probably got sometimes not the best headspace set to have, but I'm always in the headspace that it can be better. Everything can always be better and I'm always looking to improve stuff. So in a minute, we're in a position where I want to make sure that our service and what we offer and our professional like professional setup and the branding, everything is perfect. Um, and my main raw aim is that when I walk in the gym and see all the classes running, they're running well and they're doing exactly what I want to see them do. So at the minute, that's our current business aim is making sure that there's like the um the classes are running really really well and there's that energy and that shire fit like community that we know all know so well is there and growing and thriving um but once i know how to like bottle that up as it were then we know that we we can start to grow quick in terms of like possible locations for the future well, as as a lot of the members know we're in a process where we're looking actually to have our sort of first franchise location that we're going to be taking up north into yorkshire um, and we're just in the learning process now of trying to find uh, some commercial property where Coach Max, um, who has had just had to leave the podcast, but he, he is now going up there and uh, going to be looking to set up a Sharfit location with our support and continue to spread what we do, which is why he wanted to join the team and we're having other people join the team. Um, so that's the first thing, the location. In terms of location, there's so many different possibilities that we can go into. I just need to make sure that we've got the staff and everything in place for us to go to. There's places that I earmark now that I think um, nearby that can definitely be used. Um, there's some different ideas I've got for Shirefit as well in terms of our offerings. Um, I would like to go into a commercial scene, whether it be, I would like to go into somewhere like Amazon and uh, offer them for us to put a Shirefit gym in their workplace so all their employees can can actually come in and train and be part of the workplace, only because I know the whole the whole benefit of what Shirefit does with the community side of things and teamwork. And I think that can definitely go into the workplace really, really well. You know, 
what I love about Shirefit is you've got such a vast range of different people that train together. And if you could imagine a CEO of a, of a big, large company training with sort of a part-time apprentice, uh, going together and working as a team in a workout, like it's only going to help their business get better. So yeah, that's one of my little mini aims for the future. Um, and yeah, and I want to try and replicate what we're doing. Obviously, uh, the one big thing is cash flow. And unfortunately, like, we're not a business where we're thriving in terms of money making, but that is because we're reinvesting. Like whenever I get the opportunity, you you know, I can tell you over like, over the last three weeks, I've spent more and more money of profit that we could have had saved for another location because I'm thinking about reinvesting back into what we have, whether it be equipment, but sometimes it's not like the fun stuff that I've been buying for. We've just bought a uh, a proper floor cleaner they're very like ridiculously expensive that we can uh weekly clean the floor really really well uh we've paid for some of the staff to go on some different courses recently so we can do better video editing better coaching and all those kind of things so we're reinvesting loads at the minute but um, once the cash flow is there then we know that we're going to go for location number three which you know um over the next year could definitely be viable as long as we're in a good position with both locations uh, in and in terms of at Craig Roller, that what what are the possible locations? I would like to stay relatively close or nearby to begin with, but we need to make sure that the demographic fits. Uh, but there's lots of large towns uh, in the area that I think could definitely benefit from it. So it wouldn't be crazy far away. Um, what's the plan in terms of expanding coaching? Well, obviously, something I've learned straight away now is that we need to expand the coaching team. Um, whenever the opportunity arises and we're going to take another big step forward by bringing in two uh, brand new members of staff over at our Corby location. Uh, one, obviously for prep because hopefully Max will be heading off and opening his location. Uh, but if not, he'll be staying with us for as long as it takes and we'll, we'll, have, we'll have coaching roles for him. But we are going to be bringing in two members of staff. We're going to be bringing in a full-time coach at Shirefit Corby. And for some of you, that is, you'll know then that is going to be Sarah Long. Um, Sarah is, go, is going to be leaving her job to come in full time at Shire Fit and help us grow. I think she's going to bring such an awesome energy into the business and the gym and also like such an experience. Sarah's been doing CrossFit longer than I have I think I think yeah I think she's doing been doing CrossFit longer than I have she's got a huge experience in it she's trained through different locations different gyms she's been through all oh, she's trained different kinds of training she's recently been doing uh, bodybuilding training so she's been learning about um, so many different facets of training that we put into the program in she's been doing lots of nutrition work and the best thing of all she's been leading by example and working really hard but she's got an awesome energy and I'm so excited to bring her into the business because I think she's going to bring a lot in with that with Sarah coming in we're also going to have staff trained up in nutrition we're going to be starting to offer members nutritional advice it'll be free advice for our social pages and some free seminars and also some actual personalized programs uh, and nutrition sort of work with those individuals Individuals as well so that's going to be coming in uh, relatively soon once we've we've found and built the best possible protocol because a little bit like us adding the physio in uh, over at Shirefit Corby what I what, what I do is I look and see what a physio is doing in the minute 
and how can I make it better? And that's what we're doing with the nutrition work now. We're thinking about how can we make it better and more accessible people, because I understand it's so hard to follow uh, nutrition programs. So we want to try and find the best way to help you guys uh, improve and actually see improvements uh, and make your life better. So uh, that's Sarah coming in. And we had Josh Aston, who was our like receptionist, customer services. He come in over the summer whilst he's back from uni. And we're now actually going to bring someone in on a permanent role. Um, we're going to have Callum Lucas come into the team and uh, and again, he is so excited to come in and be part of the team and start to grow it. And again, I'm so excited for him because he's going to have lots of responsibility in terms of growing the Corby, the Shirefit Corby community um, and really bringing that up and offering all these different socials. He's going to be running all our front desk and system work and he's going to be the first person you see when you walk into the gym. So I'm really excited for both of these guys to come and join the team. Um, um, in terms of more expansion of coaching and what we have as a business, I have got a hell of a lot of ideas that I want to try and implement, but I also know that we need to make sure we sure up what we're doing at the minute. So um, my aim and challenge now is to make sure we do that and we offer really, really good service. And again, like I said, email any questions and views and thoughts over to me. I'd really be appreciate them. Um, and then from there, in terms of when opportunities arise, I am all for stepping in and getting people in for that, whether that be coaching roles. I'm a big advocate of bringing people in full time so they can really buy in to Shirefit and what we are trying to do rather than just having part-time coaches. I want people coming in and really aspiring to make a difference in the business, which all of our team have done. Um, from there, uh, the, all these different roles will come in the future and they pop up. And if you're interested in it, again, email, send over your details because when opportunities do arise, we can, you can be a port of call to begin with. The final question really was uh, at James Bates one said, um, uh, am I a fan of any kind of business books or uh, if so, what are my favourites? Um, I'm trying to read quite a lot and I, I do try and read maybe one book every month or two months uh, and take something away from that. So, yeah, in terms of some different books, hmm, if I'm honest, it's not actually business books. So I found that like um, there's a few really good ones like from the Nike owner um, and there's some different little books out there that you can read from experience, from people's experience and read. But I think the important thing to remember with business is everyone's experience is different. Um, but there's some different principles in place that you can follow. And I would say actually more so looking at some uh, leadership principles would benefit you as a business owner or someone looking to go into it or even someone actually just working in a business, which all of us do. Um, there's a book called Extreme Ownership, which is uh, written by an ex-Navy SEAL, which talks about how you take ownership of everything that you can do. Um, and I definitely think there's, there's issues out there now just in general with people where we're always looking to pass the buck or like pass the blame to others and not willing to take things on the shoulder and look to improve. Um, and that's why I think a lot of people stall and don't get better. So that book, I would 100% really like look at reading that because it builds some principles in place that you could look to follow. Um, but my point of call for learning, number one is experience. Number one, number two is probably questioning everything. So whenever I see something, I'm self-analyzing. So I'll do and be in situations, I analyze where I think I'd, I've done them well, or I can be better. Looking at experience and thinking, what can we learn from that and jumping into it. Uh, and then I try and follow what other successful businesses are doing and see about what they're doing. So I follow people online that are running businesses and I actually talk to them quite a lot online and ask questions, pick their, pick their head about what they're doing. Um, that might be 
people, for instance, like Gary Vaynerchuk, who's online, he's like um, an Instagram influencer. I'll follow him because of how he runs social media and his energy towards that. Um, and I'll see about his advice and I'll follow things like that. And I'll follow different business owners in different gyms, um, but not just gyms. I'll follow brands that are doing really, really well. I think probably the takeaway is there's a lot of gym owners out there that... Um, that are running it like a hobby and then they quickly realize they need to run it like a business. And I definitely went through that process and delayed doing that process as well. So yeah, um, in terms of fan of different books, maybe check out Extreme Ownership as the first one, a bit of a leadership book before we touch on some business stuff. But um, I've got quite a few books that I'll definitely recommend. And maybe we'll actually do a bit of a what we call a learning podcast, which, uh, which we'll talk about little different snippets of information you can learn from. I suppose a little bit of takeaway I wanted you guys to get from this was just uh, probably realising that uh, everything's not perfect. I would honestly, if I had a book of how many mistakes I've made, it'd be huge. Um, how many times things have been very close and stressful, lots. Um, and it's not always like sunshine and you know running through a daisy field. It's uh, a lot of the time there are massive highs and massive lows. And the big thing I try not to do is show people them and just I know they're all part of the process. Uh, running a business can be difficult and stressful and I think for us as all staff members it's difficult for us because it's a service-based thing where we're constantly wanting to like be there for the members so we're always thinking about that and uh, I'm actually really proud of where we're at now but at the same time we're always wanting to get better. So um Firstly, I suppose, or to finish off, I'd like to say thanks to every single member, every single person that has come and trained at ShireFit, every single person that has told someone about ShireFit and spread the word, whether you've liked to post or whatever. Like, every, like, I am so emotionally connected into what we do that I really, really appreciate what you guys do. Whether it's you turn up, like, I, I, I fully appreciate you guys turning up at 6am in the morning in the winter to come and train with us because that's how much it means to you and that means a lot to me like a huge amount to me to see you guys doing that and it's see you know posting things on social media and tagging us in them like I absolutely love it and it just uh that what fuels that's what fuels a fire for me seeing you guys improve enjoy the experience and that's our aim we're going to continue to do that and hopefully make it better uh, but thank you very much hopefully I haven't bored the hell out of you as you listen to about how the business sort of has progressed. There's a lot more I could talk about there, but maybe if you've got questions, give us a shout and I can answer them personally. But we shall speak to you next week on our next podcast where we're going to be talking about mindset and we're going to have a visitor in or a guest speaker come in um, who works in this industry and he's going to be talking about mindset training. <laughs>